0: You're listening to Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. Today's guest is Dr. Robert Silverman. He is a doctor of chiropractic, clinical nutritionist, national and international speaker. He's the author of Amazon's number one bestseller, Inside Out Health and founder and CEO of Westchester Integrative Health Center. The ACA Sports Council named Dr. Silverman Sports Chiropractor of the Year in 2015. He is on the advisory board of Functional Medicine University and a diplomat with the American Clinical Board of Nutrition and a diplomat with the Chiropractic Board of Clinical Nutrition and... Dr. Silverman is a seasoned health and wellness expert. In fact, he has so many other certifications, I didn't even have time to list them all out. And today, we're gonna be talking to Dr. Rob about brain health. Specifically, he is an expert in this field. He has helped people with concussions and other brain health issues. So let's hear from Dr. Rob. Well, everyone, and welcome. We've got Dr. Rob Silverman here with us today. So he is just the man. He has so many credentials behind his name. I think they ran out of letters in the alphabet to be able to give him more recommenda- or more credentials by his name. So he's a, a genius guy. We had the pr- privilege of being able to have him on today. So uh, Dr. Rob, man, thanks for being on the show today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Dr. Chris. I really appreciate it, I'm excited.
0: No, absolutely. You know, I want our viewers to get a good understanding about your story and how your life brought you to where you are now in helping so many people in a really integrative approach. So share that story with us, please
1: you know, it's real funny. I became a chiropractor because I have a um, physical ailment. I have what we call congenital torticollis. Um, so I was helped by a chiropractor. He kind of changed my life around They gave me belief that I could get help and I can continue. And, um, you know, and I decided then at 21, when I got off the table, that I wanted to be a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. So I went to chiropractic school, you know, I finished up with my business degree, got a job at IBM and just quit day one. And, uh, Went to chiral school. So, you know, I'm being a chiro and it's great. You're helping people musculoskeletally, all sorts of things. And you start integrating nutrition and you start doing weight loss. And then you realize with the nutrition or the biochemical aspect of chiropractic, you really got to get into the functional medicine, functional nutrition and diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So to get that clinical outcome, I was a big believer. And now I'm a big proponent of taking the mechanical, which is very chiropractic, and the chemical, which is a little bit more nutrition, integrating the two to get clinical outcome, performance, and um, just health.
0: Absolutely, that's great. So you actually had a job in IBM, and then you're just like, no, I'm out of here, not my calling, is that well, what?
1: The- yeah, I- I'll, be, I'll be very frank. What happened was I graduated school, I got my job open from IBM. I knew in my last year I wanted to be a chiropractor. Got a lot of kickback from my parents got the job in the morning said you know what i'll give it a shot and all i did and all i saw was people who were talking about when they were retiring and i was like my god i'm not gonna retire there's no retiring when you have a mission there's retiring yeah. when you have a vocation and then when they started to show me the watch that they got to this day and you can see it <laughs> i don't wear a watch because i know what time it is and i don't want to know when i'm going to retire because i'm not done
0: that's so key. You know, it's funny in our culture how we've built up this huge, uh, just put on a pedestal, this word retirement. And when you look at really what that means, if you're really going to retire, it's like an early death is really what that means. So if you want an early death, you actually retire versus what you're doing, which is just continuing to have a purpose, a mission. And, and maybe at some point that means your mission is not different, but maybe it's it's. Tone back or you're doing other things or your mission changes but it's like you're still on a mission till the very end
1: i agree i mean the whole my dad's 87 and a half and he still goes to work and all his friends say you know when are you going to retire he goes i'm not ready to pass on if he he has a passion to do what he does yeah and that's the same and i learned that from him and that's the same thing here it you know um money's a side effect of helping people so sometimes you don't get side effects and that. Okay. It's all about the mission. And you know what? I was helped, and uh, you, you just hope that um, the people that you help, they're your opus, if you will. Absolutely.
0: That's great. Well, and, and I really, one of the reasons I brought you on here, too, because you're such a, a wealth of knowledge, but especially when it comes to concussions. I actually heard you talk at a seminar, it was probably about six months ago. Um, and this the things you were talking about, it was really transforming. It really just put more light on people. And I feel more people need to understand this because there's so much buzz around concussions and brain health and obviously how your brain health just influences every other part of your body, m- chemically, emotionally, spiritually. And more, a lot of people don't really understand the significance, I think, of what's going on with brain health. And now we're just seeing people getting diagnosed with things like Alzheimer's in their 40s and is this getting crazy out there. And so what brought you to take a deeper look into concussions and that aspect of brain health?
1: You know, the concussion was interesting in that there were so many people that were coming to my office suffering from a concussion, athletes and others alike. And I didn't have any answers and there was nobody to go to. So almost out of a necessity to continue on my mission, I started to investigate, treat, and and get protocols together for concussion. So mine is based on whatever literature I could go to, which at the time was nothing. Five years ago, there was no conversation about concussion. It was hush hush. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, the old boys club. We don't hear no evil, see no evil, we don't speak no evil. So now, fortunately for us, the literature started to uh, come in, and a lot of it's empirical, which was great. And now you see a real platform for discussion of concussion. And to this day, in the area that I'm in, which is right outside New York City, I'm the only guy that really treats concussion. Nobody's still, it's crazy. Yeah, they'll tell you that you have a concussion, which is one aspect. By the way, when it comes to concussion, there are a tremendous amount of tests you can do. And I'm sure as we go along on a podcast, we can go into more detail on what to do and what blood tests and everything.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And so why are concussions, especially you see it highlighted in sports so much, but obviously you can get a concussion in any avenue of your life, but it's it's definitely more prone because there's a lot of high impact sports out there. Why is that becoming such a big topic in our culture?
1: Well, I think it's a big topic because it you know now it's a, it's at the top of everybody's uh, conversation list because we know that it exists. But when you really think about the idea of your brain, which is three pounds made out of the consistency of jello, so everybody, for a moment, just think about jello, soft jello, moving around in the hardest bone in your body. It doesn't necessarily have to. I hope you can hear this hit. Yeah. It's just whip back and forth. Take jello and whip it fast enough at enough of a gravitational force, and it will start to tear. That is a concussion. So with that being said, the problem with that is that a lot of the symptoms are early, but one of the, some of the key symptoms, like the tearing of the insulation of a nerve, which is the myelin sheath, that usually occurs in two weeks after a concussion, whereas mm. most people's symptomology or testing symptomology allows them to go back to their sport in a week. So now you've got this unfortunate panacea of someone going back with an acute concussion, but the symptomology isn't showing. And a week later, that myelin sheath opens up and it takes two two weeks to two months to get that myelin sheath to heal. So without question, everybody's at the opportunity to have a second concussion and so forth. In addition, our particular population is more susceptible to concussion because of the current, what I'll say, health place. Their guts Mm -hmm. aren't as healthy as ours because of all the toxins. Their livers aren't as healthy, again, because of all the toxins, the increase in gluten, the increase in sugar consumption, et cetera. So once you get a concussion, you're more susceptible to another concussion. And mm. finally, the last thing is so many more women are playing sports through Title IX. What's happened is women are actually a hotbed for concussion. They're twice as accessible to get a concussion, and they take twice as long.
0: That is, that's crazy because there's probably, you know, I was – Playing sports in high school into college, when you got a concussion, worst case scenario, you be maybe out for a week, and then but you're saying now two weeks to two months is when you can have this the other effects of that, and it's still happening. I mean, man, I wonder so many people are having so many issues out there, and 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 then fast forward years later, they're having all these symptoms that they don't even relate to a concussion, right? So like, what are some of the long term? effect you're seeing with your, with your patients with concussions, maybe the ones that they're having you know, like two to four months, but maybe the people that you trace it back to years back, what are you seeing in those people?
1: Well, what's really interesting about a concussion and a great case study would be had a patient come in with psoriasis. So psoriasis huh. is a byproduct of autoimmunity from gut dysfunction or leaky gut, if you will. Mm-hmm. Your gut is 80% of immune cells. It's where your macro and micronutrients are absorbed. When you hit your head, like in a concussion, it is connected to your gut. So your gut and your brain are bi-directional. So when you hit your mm-hmm. head, you have gut issues. So from that concussion, they ultimately had leaky gut. Leaky gut caused autoimmunity. Psoriasis was the end product, but the cause was concussion. We went in and we tested and didn't only have leaky gut, they had post-concussion symptomology. Patients have walked in post concussion three, four years later and all of a sudden I got celiac a year ago. So Mm -hmm. one of the biggest takeaways, if any takeaway, is everybody thinks a concussion is just from the eyebrows up, Mm -hmm. it's actually from the top of the skull all the way down to your waistline and truly the whole body. It's your window in to the gastrointestinal system and there's a lot of reasons why that occurs.
0: So how many years past a concussion, can you still have what you call like those post-concussional symptoms? Is it three to four years? Is it, can you see those going 10, 20 years? How how often can you track those?
1: I've had patients come in and talk, they're older than me and I'm in my fifties and they're talking about concussions that they got in college and we're finding out that they were perfectly healthy at 21 and they have a lot of gastrointestinal upset. They've had memory loss advanced memory loss and yet when we put them on a protocol the protocol that i put together we found that they've been able to recoup so the beautiful thing about the brain is the brain allows now for what we call brain neurogenesis nerves can grow back Mm -hmm. so people shouldn't be oh no well it's too late it's never too late there's always the ability to help healing and also the biggest thing is to stop the degeneration Mm -hmm. so if i told you if you're 40 and I said, whatever I do for you in the next month is going to stop degeneration for 10 years. That's a
0: win. Well, it's huge. I mean, when you have somebody who is, let's say they're 40s, 50s, 60s, even in their 70s, and maybe they're having these issues. But, hey, if you could maintain even the quality of life now in the next 20 years, that's a, that's a win for 95% of the population, I feel. So if you can catch it early, that's cool. Absolutely, concur. Now, what, now, a lot of times we think of, I think in our culture, concussions being a young person problem, right? Because people are maybe more inclined to play sports and the contact sports when they're younger. But what can we do? And that's probably the, and, and just like with any aspect of your health, it's so much easier to prevent something than try to overcome a disease. So what are some things that parents can do to even protect their kids now? From either, one, getting the concussion in the first place, or two, making sure they can recover from a concussion if they do suffer from those things. Well, my
1: suggestion, and this is based on data, based in JAMA and articles of that, they said if you want to embark on football, do not start tackling until after 12. So that's Mm -hmm. one thing. Number two, if you're playing soccer, learn how to um, strike with your head later. Mm -hmm especially women. So those are a couple of things. They're, they're new um, helmets that are being made. So you can have these specially made helmets that have a little bit more padding. Actually, if you play hockey, they're padding the shoulder pads because in hockey, the number one uh, concussion is a shoulder to head. So they found if they put a little round piece of foam, they decrease um, the amount of concussions by 25%. That would be number one. Number two, fish oils for everybody. Mm-hmm. fish oils are a great choice EPA and DHA omega 3 fatty acids they're a great choice for post concussion syndrome and they help resolve a lot of those symptomologies and help heal the cell membrane and neurons etc they're even better before so mm-hmm. if you're a practitioner like me if yeah. you have kids that are coming in that are playing collision, contact sports give them fish oils they get a health benefit anyway but it's a great brain benefit stay away from gluten Gluten means glue, it sticks in your intestinal tract. The average American consumes 146 pounds of this crap. It sticks in your gut. Grain Brain, David Perlmutter said in 2013, gluten damages the gut. Now he says he doesn't even ask that, he knows that. He's testing for the damage that it does to the brain barrier. Mm-hmm. Because the brain barrier is made up of the same proteins as the gut. No gluten, no sugar. Sugar is a toxin. And everybody, you know what? You you and I and everybody spend about one third of their time on a mattress. Mm-hmm. You and I are fortunate that we can sell to the population with a doctor's note a non-flame retarded mattress. They actually have to get to the doctor's note to sleep on a mattress that is healthy. That's crazy, right? That, yeah, that's nuts. You need a doctor's note to be healthy. You're supposed to have a doctor's note when you're unhealthy and you can't do something. Yet we need a note from us. So... I bring that up as something that's shocking. Guess what? I'll give you a little easy one. People say something every day. Stop chewing gum. Gum is a huge molecule that's indigestible. So even if you chew it and you don't swallow it, the particles break down. They can't be broken down. They stick to your gut. They damage your gut. Stuff as simple as that. We can go on and on and on.
0: Wow. I mean, there's so many things, and I think it's it's important for people to understand that, hey, you don't have to hide from everything, but if you can have a game plan and you do a couple of things that are really right, it's going to go a long way. Like with the omega threes, so important. Couldn't agree with you more. What is your recommendation for our viewers out there that are wondering, okay, what should they be giving either their kids or themselves as just a maintenance? And then also too, if they do have some kind of brain trauma, what should that dosage go up to?
1: Well, for maintenance, it's a real easy thing. EPA, DHA is about four, two to four grams if you've never taken it before. So usually I recommend four grams for a three-month period. If you've done the three-month period, four grams um, per day, you then can go down to one to two grams. If you get a concussion, you're looking at eight to 12 grams. Wow. Eight to 12 grams of EPA, DHA. You said, wow well, because we all think that it's a high dose, it sounds like a high dose, and everybody's fear is fish oils do what? Cause bleeding. No article. There's one article. I'll, I'll be correct. One article that says it causes bleeding, and guess what they mix the fish oil with? Aspirin. Oh, yeah. There was a study that just came out that fish oils cause no post-surgical bleeding.
0: Yeah. There's so many myths out there, right? I mean, when it comes to health, there's the myth of that medical model, which is just Really, just medications and surgeries and patches, and then they've created so many myths around holistic health and really what that's about as well so that's that's perfect clarity. thanks for sharing that as well and then so what are what are you doing to help people that have been affected by concussions? What really sets you apart that helps these people so much so Post concussion,
1: we use a few, we have a five-part protocol. Number one, we look at the musculoskeletal system. You're a chiropractor, I'm a chiropractor. There is nobody better than a chiropractor to treat the particular concussion. That's after they've been diagnosed. So the musculoskeletal system, great. Look at the occipital ridge. Look at the um, occipital triangle, the rectus capus posterior minor has the most parallel. Uh, fibers, it has the biggest mild dual ridge. It's a great muscle to work on. So obviously, C.O.C. one comes in. C-spine. So many people forgot about the C-spine. Look at the C-spine. It's been implicated in a lot of concussions. So you want to manually check it. And we found that work on the C-spine, both through assessment and manipulations, are a critical element for clinically good outcomes from concussions. Number two balance training or proprioception your balance in space where you are your balance between your nervous system and your muscular system mm. so balance training can be as simply standing on one leg using some unstable surfaces rocker and wobble boards the key one of the biggest assessments to a concussion is to look in the eyes the vestibular oculomotor motor screen is the number one screen it's a four page screen if you listen to ted carrick who is the the, the god of functional neurology is a brilliant man mm. he does all head eye movements now and that's a critical element when you can coordinate those movements you're now on a path of getting better so that's vestibular type things mm. for laser i'm a big proponent and i will be very clear on the laser it's a non-thermal laser for the brain mm. all laser light is positive but non-thermal laser is critical for applying to the head because you don't want any heating to occur. 635 nanometer red light is without question your choice. In addition to that, all the literature speaks to that of really having a resolution because of the light, the laser light, it stimulates healing at a cellular level. Mm -hmm. Something that I've patented is a vagus nerve stimulation through a different laser light, which is a violet light. Because your vagus nerve is your bi-directional communication between your head and your gut. So what happens is when you have a concussion, your sympathetic nervous system, you know, fight or flight system turns up, your parasympathetic system goes down. Your parasympathetic nervous system is headed by the vagus nerve. It's your rest and digest nerve. So that's part of the reason when you get a real headache. You're going to have a lot of gastrointestinal issues and small and small intestinal bacteria overgrowth and throw up. Mm. How many people said you're going to throw up because their yeah. vagus nerve goes down? So we do with that a vagus nerve stimulation and then a very complete up to 15 different nutrients for concussion and in different stages, acute, chronic, subacute, prevention, wellness, and the like.
0: That's awesome. So much knowledge there, You know, for people that are, maybe they haven't had a concussion or maybe they, maybe they did and they didn't realize they did back in the day. I mean, there's probably, you probably interview, I don't know, 10 people that played a sport. Probably, I feel nine out of 10 are going to tell you they never had a concussion, but really they did at some point, you know, I mean, from the compaction of whatever they were doing, but what can people do to just, like one thing maybe they could do to protect their brain health, even if they haven't had a concussion, they're just worried about the the mention from like you said the toxins the things we're exposed to is there is there an app out there that you recommend for people or is there something like stimulus is it as simple as reading a book every night like what is one thing you think that could just help protect the brain the most
1: well i'll i'll say to protect against the physicality of a concussion neck strength mm. they should be increased so when it comes to us we could do a lot of flexor work and i think that's lost with a lot of the active rehab that we do in chiropractic i think Um, it's something that I know you and I talk about, you and Mm -hmm. I love to do. So get some neck strength, neck girth, neck strength and posture, better posture, less of a chance. So, um, they won't be able to see me, but to think of somebody whose head's perched forward. I mean, in a boxing match, they're going to get clipped on the chin. Mm -hmm. They stand straight up and they hide and their posture is better. You're not going to have that same. So that, that's something that you can do. Um, as far as the nutrition we talked about, eat healthy, sleep. Keep your body in a. I mean, just a basic lifestyle. Basics. We're all about personalized lifestyle.
0: Yeah. Let's get back to those foundations and just allowing our body to do what it does best, which is heal. We just need no interference with in that process, right? That's amazing. Now, I want to touch on one thing with you, which is this is totally off topic, but I'm really interested in this. Is one of your certifications? Because, like I said, the less of your certifications is amazing. Uh, hard style kettlebells certified in hardstyle what is that exactly and how did you get certified in heart style kettlebells
1: well I wanted to do the kettlebell because I wanted to learn some stuff from Pavel uh, or, or, or disciples of Pavel so he, he is the kettlebell guru um, and what I liked about the heart style was that I can get my wife to go with me and she's rare that she'll come to a seminar with me but what I liked about the heart style through RKC was it did the Turkish get up And that is a great movement screen. Mm -hmm. That's a great movement screen for athletes. So we have all the functional movement screens and i have done that and the selective functional movement assessments and everything of that nature. And they're all very good, they all have their place. But you know what? Put them in a Turkish get up and it will reveal so many things. And that's a great exercise you can do in your hotel room on um, on the road. So I love that. It did a swing and the swing is a great overall move. It was also a great move to test your lumbar spine and shearing, and it mimicked hip hinge. So I really wanted to learn it because I want all my patients to move in the hip hinge and not bend at the lumbar spine. They kicked in a squat, which was a goblet squat, a frontal squat. And so I just love the movements. I love the concept, and I wanted to learn more about it. And I think kettlebells are a great option or addition anybody's exercise arm inventarium.
0: Oh yeah, love those for sure. So those of you that don't know what he's talking about, go out on YouTube, I'm sure there's a ton of kettlebell movements out there. And Doc, what are you working on right now that you're just excited to help people with so that our viewers can even you know reach out to you if they need help with some of these more advanced neurological problems?
1: Well, right now I'm working on, of course, some more advanced uh, moves within concussion in the vagus nerve and uh, a lot of the, what we call the functional medicine. So a functional, I hate the word functional medicine, I used it. I like functional nutrition, a personalized lifestyle. So I think too many models have people looking at symptoms and not looking at systems. Mm-hmm. So when you look at symptoms and not systems, you are just basically putting a band-aid on a bullet wound. When you start to look at systems, then you realize getting to the system may enable you to get to root cause resolution. So my goal was to enable myself at one point to look in a mirror. At the patient and give a reflection of where they are now. Now my next goal is to be able to change that reflection. So I'm going to be adding some cupping, you know, to help with the fascial stimulation, non-bruising cupping. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on my second book. So my second book, surprisingly enough, is going to be all about the gut to brain axis and health and disease. That's, that's the name of it. That's the theme. We've got a working title right now. So I'm excited about that. National blogs and sharing the social media network with you.
0: Absolutely, what's like one of the, one main area they could come and just visit you, find you online, what's a good website or like a platform?
1: I'm sorry, my website is drrobertsilverman. My Facebook and Instagram are drrobertsilverman. We post two to three times a day, we have Facebook Lives. Got a webcast which we're gonna get you on, which is called Proven Health Alternatives. So they have ample things to reach out, email me, no problem. I will answer awesome. that email within 24 hours personally.
0: Cool. We'll put all those links on the, on the back end here on the website and on the podcast exactly. for sure. So you guys that are listening can all get that access to uh, Dr. Silverman as well. And Dr., I just will finish up with one last question here. You can do this in 30 to 60 seconds if you can. What is reaching your fullest potential mean to you?
1: Is that that personally or is that for my uh, patient in front of me?
0: That is, whatever that means to you. I always like to ask that question to every single one of my uh, people I interview.
1: I think reaching the fullest potential to me is optimizing yours and all your patients' health by pushing them to their genetic limits. Mm That's awesome. That no boundaries. Stretch that envelope as far as you can. Just don't break it.
0: I love it. Awesome, Doc. Well, hey, we appreciate you having you on today. You've just uh, really opened up a really great topic and get people getting some information that they need. Because, like you said, there hasn't been a whole lot of information and, and resources on that. Hopefully, you guys can take something away from today and start to apply those things and uh, you know get more information. Get get on uh, Doctor Rob's uh, email list or his web his webcast, or whatever, so that you can get that new book that's coming out. Cause I'm sure that'll be a, a bunch of knowledge dropped as well. So thanks doc. I appreciate you.
1: Always a pleasure. You do a great job. Keep it up, man. See you soon.
0: Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help more people in reaching their fullest potential and rate review and subscribe to this podcast for show notes and other free resources. We mentioned today, go to NewEdgeWellness.com.